Hello. How are you today? I'm great. Uh, Welcome, dudes. Welcome to dude. That's fucked up. Dude, that's fucked up. Dude, uh, there's going to be a lot of just fucked in this one. There's a yeah, lot of... Dude, a lot of fucked up. Fucked. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked. Uh, I'm Aaron. <laughs> I'm Nicole. I don't know if people are still confusing our voices. Uh, that's funny to me. I think it is really funny. But... Oh, we sound very... Well, but yeah, I know. Yeah. Sometimes, though, uh, one of my coworkers one time was like, I love when you guys both, like, sigh at the same time. Like, we'll be like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> 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 Sometimes it's just like, or we're just like, uh, together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, Chrissy Teigen face together. <laughs> yeah. The more we um, do this, maybe the more we're sounding the same, too, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah, like, but yeah. Yeah. In case in case people are – if you're, like, just tuning in, maybe this is, like, only the, like, second or third episode you've ever listened to and you're, like, who is talking right now? Yeah. My name is Aaron. Yeah. My husband's name is DJ. Uh-huh. I am pregnant. I have two cats. Oh, those are all good, like – Good talk, baseline. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you say, oh, me and DJ or, oh, now that I'm pregnant or, oh, yeah. the cats did this, then you know yeah. that's Aaron. Yeah. I, I have uh, – brown darker brownish hair that's dyed that's i don't know what the original color is it's i think it's really dark brown at this point but i don't know you're Um, wearing a bold red lip oh your hair's not gray yet like mine oh i don't know uh it's getting gray i frequently dye it so okay i I don't know um yeah so those are the differences nicole Maybe some top line info for you. I'm Nicole. Um, My boyfriend slash domestic partner's name is Pete. Um, I live in Los Angeles. I talk about the comedy scene a lot. And um, uh, that's about it. I I don't have other, I don't have pets or anything that I talk about. You can just get up and go whenever you want to. Yeah, I could get up and go. I have nothing tying me down. No. uh, uh, I have braces, so I occasionally mm. have what I will think, what I will refer to as a lisp. Yeah. Um, but it's getting better, I think, maybe. I, it might be getting worse because my teeth are moving, and so, like, every, like, my bite is changing. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting hard. Yeah. But I don't notice it. Um, and if you do every now and then have a little lisp slip, uh, <laughs> oh, that's no. okay. I, I, I can't I had, even say that, I don't think. Lisp lisp slip uh, yeah. I had to do phys- or physical <laughs> I had to do speech therapy when I was a kid because I had a full-blown major lisp so it is physical therapy in a way it is yeah you have to like physically hold your tongue in place like oh into God. the right place yeah so oh. uh anyway uh yeah so that's us how about you guys how's everything going I hope you're all good yeah um do we have any business the only thing I can ever think to say is that you should check out our website yeah it's dtfupodcast.com and there's so many things that you can do there like go to our patreon it's patreon.com backslash dtfu podcast uh Mm -hmm. there's a link you could go to if you don't want to type that into a browser that will take you there um same with whatever platform you want to listen on there's all kinds or whatever platform you want to follow us on in terms of like socials. Socials, yeah, we have all the things on there. So we have a store, like we have a store where you could buy a t-shirt and oh stickers. My. It's so Ugh. fun, so much stuff. 
Anyway, that's all the biz. Um, I don't have anything very fucked up this week. Um, I don't know. Oh, uh, I guess a fun thing that's been happening to me uh, because of pregnancy is uh-huh. that my anxiety levels are through the roof. Oh. It's fun. Yeah. So that's the thing. Is that like, is it, how does that manifest for you? Like, how does your anxiety manifest itself? Uh, I get a uh, back spasm. So oh. I actually. Great. That sounds like a fun time. That's a really fun, <laughs> fun time for me. Um, I, I get back spasms and I like can't sleep very well, but that's mm. like all part and parcel of like being uncomfortable anyway. So I'm like taking it in stride. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a massage, like a prenatal massage today though. So that <gasps> should help. Yeah. Oh, that's got to so take nice. care of yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah. Self-care. So. Well, you got, you're taking care of yourself and your baby. So that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to do what you can to make sure it's yeah. like, a, a, make sure the baby's in like a relaxed environment. Yeah. That's like low anxiety and like yeah. e- eating all the best foods and that, it's good. Yeah. I'm drinking a green juice right now and like, Ooh. you know, yeah, it's pasteurized. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. That's a thing people get really like upset weird about. about. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But does that matter? Because like you could eat raw vegetables. Well, You've seen people getting sick from vegetables these days, so you have to, like, really wash them really good. Yeah, yeah. But the pasteurization thing is just, like, more like, I don't know, bacteria could grow and manifest easier if it's not. I don't know. Whatever. I'm, yeah, whatever. Just following the rules, yeah. Just following the rules. Doing what you can. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's all I got. What about you? Okay. um, I have something that, uh, oh. It's, like, really embarrassing. I don't know. I, I feel like Pete and I have never, like, talked about our um, past, which is good. Oh. Do you mean past sexual history? Yeah. Or, okay. like, dating or whatever. Like, we, yeah, okay. like I, I don't know. I know he had, like, a really serious girlfriend before me at some point in college. Uh, but I don't know what her name was. I don't know how many people he slept with. Like, I don't know any of that stuff. Cause oh I don't my care. God. I like literally asked DJ, I'm like, how many people have you slept with? Like, like the first, like, like two weeks or something we started dating. <laughs> and I like so told you him know? all my, uh, he, ca- I don't think he can count <laughs> oh. <laughs> or, <laughs> or oh. he can, but he didn't want to like throw out some weird crazy number but what a stud. I know he was I know he was like doing some things he's hot yeah well and you and which is the opposite from you because you were like a relationship person mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so uh I I just don't want to know but and also yeah. I don't think Pete knows like the details of how I lost my virginity but if he listens to the podcast <laughs> obviously any anywho this is relevant. so you wanted to head it off at the past maybe a little bit before this episode I don't know <laughs> well well uh, also with this podcast and with like my comedy trajectory my lisp just popped up my comedy trajectory like I am like becoming more. Uh, I'm becoming less filtered and I'm like, you know what? I, I can just be me. Who cares? No one's judging me at this point. I'm in my thirties. People yeah, are, are dicks if they're, so we are like, so I, I just talk more about things now. So we yeah. were on a walk and I, there's a guy who's like tall and gangly, uh, and like wearing, 
I don't even know what these hats are called, but it's like kind of like a um, the village people police hat kind of. It's like leather. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, but it, but it, and it looks like a muffin top kind of with a bill, but this one was denim and the guy was also wearing a denim jacket. And I'm oh, pretty dear. sure the guy I lost my virginity to had that same outfit. And so I was like, oh. Like oh, a no. Peaky Blinders hat? Yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like. Okay denim (laughs) (laughs) wait but what did the guy that you lost your virginity to have a denim one or was it Uh, yeah no for sure he did it was bad and i think he wore a vest with it Uh, but he was uh, like european right i know but i don't know if that that makes it right i don't know i don't know i don't know he was like channeling some like you know i don't know like vibes that you can't really pull off if you're american (laughs) Uh, well this guy yeah true this guy was i think was american and was not pulling it off and it was just like really weird and i was like oh no and and pete's like what and i'm like that looks like the guy i lost my virginity to like (laughs) that same outfit it's like ptsd and he was like oh no (laughs) he's like "Ah, i feel really bad for you (laughs) yeah i was like oh i only slept with him once and then I moved on to someone else in his band, so it's fine. I think it's cool. I mean, I, I, mean, was, I, re- I don't want to re- brag or anything, but... I remember that time. That was a wild time. I mean, I, I feel like if you haven't really hung out with a band or a gross group of dudes in your life, like... <sighs> As a lady. What were you doing in your early 20s? You know, like, like, what a were lot, you doing? A lot of us, I mean, a lot of people didn't, and it's probably for the best, but a lot of a lot of us did, and, you know, it really, uh, it could be really gross. <laughs> this, I've had, like, I've had, not PTSD, actually, it's been, like, fond memories, I feel like, mm-hmm. this week with this topic, because it's been, like, fun, and I'm like, yeah, I had that little streak, and I could totally see myself, this morning, Pete and I were driving, and, he, like, I was, like, taking him to the bus or whatever, and he was like, oh, man, that was, like, crazy, this time we're going to talk about today and, like, this band, and I was like, dude, you you think it's crazy or, like, gross? I think it's, like, I would have been there every night in in the fucking front row like Mm -hmm. pulling up my shirt showing my titties i would have been fucking in the bathroom of the rainbow room yeah yeah, or the whiskey a go-go yeah Mm -hmm. fucking probably whatever i mean i don't know but you know chances are i wouldn't have made it to the band because yeah there's probably hotter girls but (laughs) but you know the the roadie guy i would have been like hey guy what up dude uh yeah (laughs) This was a wild time in life. Uh, we're talking today specifically about Motley Crue. Oh my God, sexy! I guess <laughs> so much leather daddies. I love it. <laughs> I don't know that that's what they were specifically going for, but no, they sure but they, were wearing some they things. They sure ended up <laughs> looking like them sometimes yeah. on stage, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. So Motley Crue, if you don't know. Um, was like, if you're like, who is this dusty ass old, old band? (laughs) Motley Crue was one of the biggest metal bands of the 80s. Um, they had, like, if you're like trying to envision them, because there was a lot of them during this time, but just think crazy mullet hair, platform Mm -hmm. shoes, Mm -hmm. chips, dips, chains, whips. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Like, there's just a lot happening. 
<laughs> for all of it. But all mostly it. the chips and dip. <clears throat> yes. Uh, we're, yeah, I was like watching like some like documentaries about them and mm-hmm. I was just like, they're wearing full on like leather daddy like yeah. outfits that you would see at a leather daddy convention. That happens in DC every na- every year. Like, dude, I, and they were looking toy. Oh my god, they were so thin and so like some oh good. God. There was like it was crazy. So, yeah. and then also I was like, wait, this is like right after Kiss, so they're emulating Kiss a lot. Um, so you're we like, what is the like? What's the? I guess the aesthetic was like that. If you're thinking, if you're trying to envision, but yeah. only like in my personal opinion, a little bit more messy. A Messier lot more messy. And less like costumey. Like it was no. like not as costumey as Kiss, but they were heavily influenced by Kiss. I also love Kiss, which is not a popular opinion. People no. hate Kiss. People yeah. hate Kiss. I fucking love them. So I'm not like a huge fan, but like I can appreciate some of their yeah. songs. The people um, I don't like. I don't yeah. like the people, but I like them as a band and their music. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but they were, Kiss was, like, a big influence on them during, like, after, like, the, the, you know, 70s when they were popular, going into the 80s when, um, all these, like, kind of hair metal, I guess, I would call it, like, pop metal started becoming huge. Um, they were, yeah, and they were, like, less theatrical than Kiss, like, they didn't really wear paint, like, face paint. No. I think, um, on the cover of their first album, though, they have, they have, like, a little bit on, and that Mm -hmm. was just, like... You know, a little fun. Yeah. Um, But yeah, very glam. But they weren't like a character. Like there wasn't the one that's the cat. Yeah. (laughs) Like what the fuck was that? (laughs) Fuck off. I hate that. It's like you picked the worst possible makeup. It's like, meow. <laughs> what? What? Where did that come from? I always, for Ace Freely I would, I would is be Spaceman, that. That, right? Huh? Ace Freely is Spaceman. I don't fucking know, dude. Oh, You're okay, asking okay. the wrong person. Something but, like, Chris. If if I was in Kiss, I would be the cat probably. So I don't know why I'm. Ew, like, bitch! You would not. Yes, I would. <laughs> Ew, no, you wouldn't. I'd be like, you're gonna be the cat, and you'd be like, no, you're right. Let's be something else. I what? Who is the star person? Uh, Gene, was that Gene Simmons? Uh, uh, no, the lead. The star? No, like the one that had the star. Oh, on their eye. I think that's a uh, uh, Paul Stanley, the lead singer. Oh, okay. And then um, Gene Simmons has like the weird like two. Yeah. But, but And then there's the cat, man. I like uh, the cat. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one that just has like a butthole mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even envision this. <laughs> That's oh the one I'd be. <laughs> it's just like one that just says butthole mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's one that's just like full on kabuki makeup. They didn't even try it. Like, yeah. It's like, I what? Don't I don't what even happened? remember the other one. So, uh, but yeah, they were not Kiss though. That was the thing. Yeah. However, they were very gender bending kind of like how Kiss was. And they wore makeup, like blush and they were, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they like really did their hair. And um, they didn't, they weren't as... Uh, they didn't have like they had crazy stage shows, but it wasn't like as theatrical as Kiss. Like they yeah. lit themselves on fire and stuff, and they <laughs> use like they use like pentagrams and like some satanic kind of iconography in their in their stuff, and like got accused of like Satanism and stuff, which yeah. 
cool. Um, but they like they're just like, yeah, we're just <laughs> we're just trying to be fucking weird. So yeah, and they were just like gross. I don't know. They uh, I like when I like look at them. Yeah. Or like see pictures of them or see them like on stage, you know, like music videos or whatever. I think it's I think of an overflowing ashtray, whiskey vomit and crabs like the STD. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. I mean, I don't. But that's is that the like, vibe. But like, is that bad? Yes, like, <laughs> for me personally. But like, but like, is in your twenties hot to trot? Is that enough to overlook them? Probably not because your your brain I mean. your brain's still developing and <laughs> can't make good decisions. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, the rock and roll scene on the Sunset Strip. This is where they were doing their thing. They're from California, and they, that's where they got all got together in uh, the early '80s. <clears throat> the rock and roll scene on the Sunset Strip was wild in the early '80s. Like uh, we're talking the Roxy, the Whiskey a Go Go, the Troubadour, the Rainbow. Like these are all. The, the venues that were the wildest where all yeah. these bands played. And uh, have you been talk- to any of those places? I've been to the Whiskey. Same. Um, I think I've been to the Troubadour. Same. But I remember our friend, our friend's band played at the Whiskey. Uh huh. Did you go? That- yeah, I totally oh, did. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I've been a couple times actually. I think for I have Different too. things. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's gross. It's cool. You could smell. You could smell everything that's happened oh, there over the past thirty years or whatever. It's like beer and vomit. Yeah, and Ooh. cigarettes. Yep. And, and it's crabs. like not. And it's not that like impressive. Like it's not like this huge venue. It's like pretty yeah. small. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not that big. No. Uh, but it's cool. It's awesome. It's history. Mm-hmm. You just think about like the Doors played there, and like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, and like in the early eighties. Super gnarly groupies, tons of drugs, so much hair. Um, and like I said, there's this like the pop metal movement was really sweeping through LA at this time. Um, some of like the biggest bands that would play on the Sunset Strip were Poison, Guns N' Roses, Quiet Riot, Twisted Sister, Wasp, Rat, White Snake, Van Halen, um, Skid Row, like all of these. All these guys were very popular back then, but yeah. Motley Crue was the one dominating, I think. Yeah. Back then. I feel like uh, in their come up, like they were like dominating. They I think they didn't go on to be as big as some of the other bands. Sure. But I, like yeah. they were like this was their moment. In their time. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it was and- crazy they were getting all the ladies oh my god they were wild i mean so it was four dudes started in 1981 um like they had a really kind of started off with like kind of a punk rock sound Mm -hmm. uh because punk was like starting to get really popular um but there was also like a lot of new wave stuff that was happening um this was like a really interesting time in music i think um, yeah and it, it was, was so different like this yeah. uh, there were so many different movements happening which i guess isn't different from today in music you know there's so many genres that like are very separate from each other right but i feel like like this 
just now that we're talking about this, it's like, oh man, the, this was like the LA music scene. The New York music scene in the 80s was so different. So, so different. Blondie yeah. and like everything happening at CBGB and like, you know, it was like a little more grittier and more hardcore. And this was like more LA and more glam and like. Yeah. And we also, I mean, like the punk was different because that was. That was the sa- all kind of happening at the same time. Yeah. But this genre of music really set itself apart with their kind of aesthetic and they're just like really hard partying and um, like it was fun music. Like yeah. it wasn't – it was it was pretty upbeat. It was yeah. kind of silly, kind of theatrical. Yeah. Whereas like I think punk at the time was just like super gritty, super um, just very – intense (laughs) yeah well and this was the kind of music that would eventually like chart on like the billboard top charts and stuff whereas i think some of the punk music was just too much like this was oh yeah that was like more underground this was yeah this was this this made it to the mainstream more than than anything else yeah um and i think a lot of that had to do with like the sex appeal and just like the fun vibe yeah uh, happening at this time in LA. Um, mm-hmm. So started by the bass player, uh, Nikki Six. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. They, do you, uh, do people know who these people, I mean, we're going to talk maybe about who not. these people are. But yeah. like, I, I like know Motley Crue a little bit from, mostly from a lot of the things we're going like to talk about. Like pop culture. Yeah, yeah, pop culture. Wasn't Nikki Six engaged to Kat Von D for a while, like right before she got really famous? They dated. Do you remember that? Yeah, okay. in, the, in like the early, like mid, early, mid 2000s. Okay. And like, like all, when all the grossest like trends were happening. <laughs> Ew, yeah, like, like tattooing your face with stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Tommy Lee also did. But. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Nikki Six was the bass player. He mm-hmm. started it. He, uh, he got, Vince Neal, um, who was, I think, super young at the time. Uh, Oh, no. The youngest one was Tommy, Tommy Uh, Lee, mm -hmm. who dated Pamela Anderson. We all know him from their sex tape. Oh, my God. And he was the drummer. And then Vince Neal was the lead singer. And their lead guitarist was Mick Mars. uh, I don't know who that is. Um, He's, like, a little older. He, like, put out an ad and was like, I want to fucking play some gnarly guitar with somebody. <laughs> I don't know. And and Nikki Six is like, fuck yeah, let's let's start a band. And then they picked up Vince Neil and Tommy. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Vince Neil was part of another band that was like kind of starting to get a little bit of popularity, and they're like, we want that guy in our band. Yeah, and yeah, then it Vince, all went click. Yeah, Not Vince like Neil was in like this band called London that was like yeah, kind of breaking out, but and playing all the clubs and stuff, but yeah. They they poached him and then they started their band. Um, have you seen the Tommy Lee sex tape? Um, yes. <gasps> oh, okay. Unfortunately, the whole I've thing? seen part. Not the whole thing. I've seen. Have parts you of seen it. this part? I because I asked Pete. Pete goes, uh, "Oh, have you seen the video?" And I was like, "No," or something. I don't know. But anyway, is there a part where he honks the horn of the boat with his dong? Yeah. Ew. Why? Yeah. Because why not, you know? That's weird. There's a part where they pull over to fuck on the side of the freeway, and it's the off-ramp that that, that leads to my grandparents' house. <laughs> 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 I 
And I was just like, oh my fucking God. And I couldn't constant. I would, I like didn't, I was just like, this is gross. I'd like, I'm, I don't want to watch this first of all. Oh my God. And then I'm like realizing I'm like, huh. That's where uh, you pull off to go to my grandparents' house. <laughs> so, is it is it sexy or gross? Eh, it's I mean, it's just I I don't know. It's it's kind of icky. Mm. I don't know. It was like when Pam Anderson was in her prime, and yeah. I mean Tommy Lee was still like kind of hot, but yeah, he wasn't like a a fruit leather yet. No. <laughs> A but fruit like, leather daddy. <laughs> a fruit roll-up? Uh, no. <laughs> he wasn't a fruit by the foot leather daddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. He, yeah, no. Uh, I think they, like, went to Havasu, and it was just, like, it's just, like, trashy. It's just, like, ugh, you know? Ugh. Yeah. Um, but, unfortunately, I have seen parts of it, and it, all I can think about is how they were fucking on the side of the freeway where – the where off ramp is live. for my grandparents, yeah. So that's uh, that's fun. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, uh, Barstow. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> or like, t- like the gro- like the armpit of California is where they were on the side of the freeway having sex. It's like okay, well, so unsexy. Um, so yeah, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was not sexy. Anyway, Mm-mm. moving on. Uh, so Motley Crue became such a big deal because honestly they had some really good songs Dude, um so they good. sold a shit ton of records uh and they were the first like legit metal bands that like kind of made broke into the mainstream yeah uh, they were like competing on like billboard yeah top they, charts they were charting their songs were charting like in the top 200 uh i think they only had one album get to number one uh which would come later. But like the some of their early yeah. songs were like getting enough radio play and people were buying them enough that they were like charting with like, you know, Michael Jackson and Pat Benatar and all the songs that were like yeah. popular that we think in the of early in 80s. The 80s. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So like and they were also like the first metal band to do uh the ballad. Oh, the yeah. like and the it's rock so ballad. It's so good. Um so some of their best songs uh that you probably you guys probably have heard of um Girls, girls, girls. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah. Girls, girls, girls. Shout at the Devil. That was like their first album. And that yeah. was like the, the title track from that album. Uh, really good. He's a wolf screaming lonely in the night. He's a blood stain on the stage. He's a tear in your eye. He's been tipped by his lie. He's a knife in your back. He's rage. Shout. 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 Shout, shout, shout at, at the, the devil. devil. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then Home Sweet Home is their <laughs> ballad. Um, it's like about life on the road and it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've mentioned Dr. Feelgood in the Dr. Feelgood episode. This episode actually harkens back to a lot of previous episodes it that does. we've done. It's pretty weird. So Dr. Feelgood, uh, that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. He's the one that called Dr. Feel Good. He's the one that makes you feel all right. right. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah. I like Kickstart My Heart uh, a good. lot. That's a good one. Uh, that was, we'll get to this later, but that was after a near tragedy befell the band. <laughs> it um, was, uh, yeah, based on a, a, a true event. True event. Uh, smoking in the Boys Room, 
real oh, fun one. So good. Smoking in the boys' room. Um, Live Wire. That's a really good one, and I think maybe my favorite Motley Crue song. It's very high energy. And, and that's of, one of their first songs. Yeah, that's one of their first songs. Yeah. I like the breaks in it. There's like these little breaks where like the music stops for a second and they seem yeah. like a little, yeah, I, I like that It's a It's a really fun, like high, almost like kind of punky kind of song. Yeah. It's, I, it's good. I don't have any of these. I have Shout at the Devil on like my running mix, but I'll, listening to most of these songs, I'm like, oh, I should just like, this is great music to exercise to. It's fun, yeah. Yeah, it's very fun, high energy. Uh, I grew up, with a lot of like Motley Crue on the radio, uh, just because it was always on the radio yeah. while I, when I was a kid, yeah. Um, like it was, it was like the pop music then, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Well, at least what my dad had on the radio on his rock station. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So they were. They, and there's like a ton more other like really good songs, but those are mm-hmm. just some of the, in my opinion, some of their best songs. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, but they were still just like they're doing it, but they were like also just like still like kind of like ripping off a lot of like older rockers. Yeah. Well, they were kind of posery because like I, I mean, I don't know. You know how we were talking about this a little bit, like texting about it yesterday when we were yeah. doing our notes and stuff, and um, I just feel like there was something genuine about music in the seventies, like oh yeah, where it was like maybe a little bit more spiritual or maybe <laughs> a little bit more about like the journey, man, and like feeling the music. And then in the eighties, which was the eighties in general, I mean, it was so excessive yes. and like so um, shallow, and people were you know it, it was, it was just, all like, based on tacky. like marketing yeah. yeah yeah um so it didn't have that feeling to it and like even the cover of of their um live the album that live wires from it's like a rip, rip off of the sticky fingers album artwork from the rolling stones mm. and i was like kind of annoyed at that but also like really the point of being musicians in the 80s was to have fun and get women like that's what the point was i mean like yeah. their music was good but like i don't know it's like it, 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 so- it really they personified i think the decade pretty well yeah uh, yeah as far as like the excess the grossness the tackiness yeah. the um kind of riding the wave of like i i, I guess like understand like they understood they just didn't give a fuck. That was the thing. It was like kind of like this entitled vibe yeah. that the 80s also had a yeah. lot of. Um, and people were just like reckless in the 80s, like doing tons of cocaine. Like it was it was a lot of things happening. Well, and like this music's good. Like it's a fun music and it's good. But it's like you – it's like no one's remembering them for like their le- – like – these songs yeah. aren't the number one songs of all time. Like, you could hear one of these and be like, oh, this is fun. But then you hear, like, a, a Led Zeppelin song and you're like, oh, fuck. This is, like, a billion times better. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, know. Led, Led Zeppelin ripped off a lot of their music from, yeah. from people, too. Like, yeah. Like, black artists. Yeah. So from, specifically. From blues musicians and yeah, shit. So, yeah. So it's like every generation has their kind of, I guess – built-in shittiness but yeah. it's like how they it's everything's a remix yeah mm-hmm. so yeah highly recommend that youtube uh series everything's a remix <laughs> oh 
That's really cool. Huh. Uh, it just like kind of talks about how like nothing is original. It's all oh, like the riffs all- are always you could always go back earlier and find like something. Yep. Yeah, it all comes from like blues and R and B and stuff. Yeah, it's very cool. interesting. Um, yeah, so so I, I watched a couple different documentaries, and I'm I'm watching <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here watching the the biography documentary about them. And they're all telling their stories about doing shows at the Whiskey and how they'd, like, do a show and have the entire fucking, like, club come back to their apartment, which oh is God. just, like, a two-bedroom shitty-ass apartment. Oh, my and God. And there's, like, 200 people just, like, in their apartment partying, drinking, like – and it just sounded so terrible. And oh my God. I think, like <laughs> – I think it just – they were hardcore partying. They had all these people in their in their apartment, two bedroom apartment, breaking their shit, putting cigarettes out on the floor, vomiting. They'd have cops just breaking down their door constantly because obviously it was wild. Oh my um, god! And it was like so gross. Like yeah. it doesn't sound good. And I'm so I'm sitting here watching this. They're doing. They're talking about doing coke and drinking in their gross house apartment. And cockroaches crawling everywhere, and the door like literally falls <laughs> off its hinges and lands on top of David Lee Roth while he's sitting there doing like blow. <laughs> and the narrator goes, and the decadence escalated. And I was like, <laughs> decadence? What, bitch? What decadence? This is not the definition of decadence. Like decadence is like luxury. Like, oh no, high, this like, is. Oh, this my is God. this is excess and and debauchery. <laughs> this is like think of the most disgusting frat like the most disgusting frat house you can possibly imagine. Like yeah. disgusting. Just they haven't cleaned it. There's a bunch of boys living there. They're throwing parties every weekend. Ugh. Nothing's ever really getting cleaned up. And then multiply that by a patio filled with garbage because they were too fucking lazy to take it out to the street. They Jesus just like fuck. put it on their patio and then add to that a bathroom that constantly ran out of toilet paper and had random magazine pages and old socks strewn about the floor covered in their shit. Oh that my is God. the level of this disgusting house and girls would go over there to fuck them like <laughs> In that house. You're like, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, no. this is like so good. You're like, hang on, I just have to go pee really quickly. And you walk in and accidentally get your shoe caught on a piece of a magazine that they had wiped their asshole with. I cannot. But I, I hate still it. would probably. Ew, you sick ass <laughs> bitch. That's why you just go fuck in the bathroom at the whiskey and you don't there. have to deal with their nasty ass apartment. Oh, those bathrooms are disgusting too. Yeah, but. Somebody's cleaning them at least. Oh, yeah, true. Every <laughs> night someone's cleaning them. <laughs> I don't know. It's all bad. It's Dude, all yeah, real it's bad. bad. Um, yeah. Oh, God. I've just, I just, I, I can still smell my ex-boyfriend's old college apartment. Ew. And it wasn't even that bad. It was actually like pretty clean for a, like a dank basement apartment. Yeah. But I, still, it oh was God. bad. I had a... Yeah, someone I dated that lived in a house with a bunch of dudes, and I remember going into the bathroom, and I like would I would not walk around that house with no shoes on. Oh fuck no 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 no! Everything it was always damp somehow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like what happened here? Yeah, I know. Oh god. Ugh. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, that's the kind of place they lived in when they first started. But they and were fucking. They were fucking like that's all these what's women. Crazy. I mean, they weren't. They were hot, like for their time. I yeah. guess. Like, but it it is true. It's like, would I actually like if even if I had made it over there and like things were happening after seeing that house, like, would you still do it? I don't. Think I don't so. think you would. I know. I, really I don't, don't think, think I would. would. I don't think I would. Also, but, it'd be so many people like. A small apartment with like 200 people in it is not conducive to Oh, anything. but once everyone left, you know. I guess. I but the thing is, too, like they eventually, they got so famous. They were fucking like, I mean, uh, Tommy Lee was married to Heather Locklear and Pamela Anderson. Yeah. That is crazy. Not at the like, same time, but Not at the same times. time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not legal. And yeah, you, no. You can't do that. Yeah, he but, got married to Heather Locklear like in the mid 80s, right? Yeah. Dude, in the height of their like hotness, that's yeah. crazy. And she, um, she is a babe, dude. She is, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but they would not only like would they have their shows that they would have a main line of like women coming through. Yeah. They would have all these strip clubs and mud wrestling bars that were just like <laughs> the they frequented constantly. And they just fucked all the strippers and mud wrestlers. I think Vince Neil married a mud wrestler. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. Oh I God. this whole thing, like this whole episode, or like you know all the research and stuff. The only thing I think is woof. Yeah, this whole woof. thing. It's like to their apartment. Woof. Woof. <laughs> to all the fucking they're doing of everyone. Woof. Like woof. it's just like. Ugh. Yeah, I they it was just so gross, and yeah. you know all the groupies. Um, oh, obviously, they had so many women coming to their shows that eventually dudes, like regular dudes, caught on that they should start going to the shows, even if they didn't care for their music. Yeah, just so they could like hook up, hook up with all these women that were at yeah. these shows. So they're all their hair. shows, all their shows just sold out because it was just like. That was they were getting people in the door. But that's the '80s. It's not about the music. It's nope. about it's about the packaging of the music. Yes. Um. So this was like just the vibe. Yeah. Uh, and it, in addition to that, like I had mentioned, they were just always drunk, always on drugs, Dude. like blowing lines of coke constantly, guzzling Jack bottles. Daniels. Yeah, bottles this is of that whiskey. Era. Yep, yeah. This is that era. Um, Nikki Six was especially troubled. Yeah. <laughs> but he, so we'll talk a, a little bit about him um, as we go on. But he once got so fucked up on coke and alcohol, he drove naked through Coldwater Canyon, <laughs> which is not a, first That's of all, That's not you, funny. You, it's not <laughs> funny. Like, you should never drink and drive. But you can, people fucking crash on this road sober as, yeah. Is all hell, and this guy is butt ass naked driving his car down Coldwater Canyon, yeah. high and drunk as fuck. And obviously he crashed, yeah, and yeah. almost died. Uh, but he like fucked him. He fucked his shit up, and he his shoulder right. He, yeah, his shoulder was all fucked up, and he was like on you know pain meds and stuff forever. And he uh, started doing heroin as a result of <sighs> of uh, needing to manage his pain. Uh, he eventually ended up doing about five thousand dollars of drugs every day that was what was said in a documentary i don't know how accurate that is but oh my god that's a lot (laughs) well heroin's expensive i would imagine and coke 
maybe back the then. The good but stuff. The good ma- stuff. Yeah, the I good guess. stuff. Ma- I mean, heroin was maybe expensive then, but it's not now. Oh, that's so, sad. Well, it's yeah. also not pure now, isn't it? It's cut with Coke usually. Yeah. And all this other crap. But well, yeah. Coke is cut with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, um, dude, the it's bad. Yeah, it's he. But back he, then in the eighties, cocaine was dope as hell. Like that was oh. it was pure coming oh, that from was Columbia. Yeah, that yeah. was the era. Like yeah, that was what was happening. Well, and they were so famous, and he injured his shoulder, and they were like on tour, and he he didn't like they didn't take a break, which Mm -mm. it's kind of like, I get it because it's like you're especially when you're on that kind of like rise of fame and you're in that type of uh, job, quote unquote, or whatever. It's like you know you got to make your money when you can make your money, and you got to ride the wave, right? And they were just pedal to the metal the entire time yeah the the entire decade of the 80s yeah they were just yeah complete this is their life like and they're rising in fame and they're getting more money and they're getting they're just everything is coming at them and they're just they're going for it so this is this is what's surprising is like as they're like uh, as their drug use grew and stuff so did their like music got better it's or i mean Mm. I mean, bigger, bigger, not better. bigger. I mean, it they were writing. They were writing way a wave of like pre. Like they would make an album, yeah, and like kind of work on it, work hard, yeah, yeah. And then they they'd ride that wave and just get totally uh, obliterated on yeah. drugs and alcohol uh, on when they were on tour and during shows and whatever. Yeah, uh, they. <laughs> They, some of them would inject liquor because oh. they had such a high tolerance for the for booze and everything. And they were just like, how can we get fucked up quicker? And they would just inject goddamn alcohol into their veins. I don't they even are, know how you lived through that. I don't. They already had a needle in their in their arm. So it's like, yeah. just put in whatever you have lying around, I guess. Yeah. Um, Vince Neal also was really not doing great during their their height of their fame he um in 1984 he crashed his car and killed a good friend from another band um i don't know this band but me either hanoi what is it hanoi Hanoi rocks Rocks. yeah his name is razzle razzle yeah yeah nicholas razzle dingley i think yeah he 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 had this so vince neal had this like badass pantera car that was super fast and like muscle car kind of thing yeah like classic 80s fucking douchebag car (laughs) and he was like wasted in drunk driving and he crashed and killed his friend um and he it was like involved with another car so it was like a kind of head-on collision i guess yeah but uh he was fine he ended up going to jail uh served 30 days got five years probation or sorry he was not he did not serve 30 days he was sentenced to 30 days got five years probation he had to pay out 2.6 million in restitution to the victims of the crash like not only his friend's family but the people that he other people he he injured that were in the other car they had like permanent brain damage i think yeah it was really bad uh he had to do 200 hours of community service um but he got out on Got out of jail in 15 days for good behavior. Uh, so I that's... mean, what's 30 days even for that type of shit? You know, I it's know. like whatever. I don't know. Like he it... served half that time. It's it's insane. He killed it's, yeah 
his friend and I fucked up these other people's lives and it was yeah. so fucked. But he um, he was also court ordered to stay sober, but that didn't last obviously because yeah. he was in a band full of twenty <laughs> something year old assholes who yeah. were millionaires and were yeah. not supportive. They'd like do coke and drink in front of him. Well, he was trying to stay sober, but like. But also, if I'll, that if something like that happens to you and you're not you don't have the proper tools to like work through it, like therapy no. and all those things. You're gonna go in deeper, which is what happened. Cause like, right? How, how, and I also, mean, he was having he fun. Up. Like, yeah. he fucked up, but he was, but he was like, I oh, I think he was like devastated after this. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't doubt that he wasn't. But also, like, you, he, how do you just go back to your regular life after this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't which know. is what he. You, well, you spiral. He, yeah, he spiraled big time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he tried to stay sober, but that didn't last. Everybody yeah. was just wild as fuck. Dude. Uh, everybody started doing heroin. Oh, no. All of them. <laughs> That's bad. It got real bad. Um, they all dabbled, but Nikki Six was real, real hooked on heroin. He, he was a full-blown addict with... <sighs> I don't even know. He just... He didn't care. He was... He was in a bad way. Um... He'd been doing heroin for at least three or four years by 1987. How uh, was that even possible? I don't know. I mean, I don't it know was, how you could do it that long. People die all the time. Like it's I crazy. Mean, he had OD'd once before really badly, uh, and he almost died from that. But he came back, and nobody knew. I, know, I don't think because the dealer that shot him up thought he died, so they dumped him in a fucking dumpster. Yeah, and he like woke up miraculously, just, like, wandered home, back to the hotel or whatever. Yep. yep. Oh my god! And that was like after a show or something. I don't know. It was yeah. So crazy. Um, but in 1987, he literally died of an overdose. Um, oh my god! For two minutes, officially, um, he was part. He'd been partying all day with Slash from Guns N' Roses. Everybody knows Slash. Yeah. Um, and he was like coming off a, a tour in Japan, and so he literally landed from that from coming back from Japan, which is a fucking long ass flight. Yeah, landed in LA. Probably was drunk as fuck because yeah, I would oh. imagine he's drinking the whole flight on the flight. Yeah, lands on, lands in LA, calls his dealer, gets hooked up. Um, literally got, like picked up in a limo. His dealer's in there. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Here's your heroin, sir." He's all, <laughs> Hey, he's holding up a little sign. It's like Nikki Six. Yeah, <laughs> with like a needle. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> he's like, it's real bad. It's real bad. Uh, and he's yes. wearing his he's wearing his denim chauffeur hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's like he's that's how he. I mean, honestly, that was literally what happened. He just like yeah. gets gets in the limo, shoots yeah. up, is like, all right, I'm ready to party. Goes yeah. to his apartment, takes a shower goes out for the rest of the day yeah. hanging out with slash they are drinking and doing pills all day long oh my God. and uh everybody eventually passes out and he decides i'm gonna do some more heroin um and they're at a hotel which slash lived in i guess the franklin yeah. house dude these people need to manage their money buy a small God. nice apartment like you don't need to be living in a hotel spending mil- thousands of dollars a day oh my lord this is 
it's not a good financial planning at all. No, no. <laughs> so he gets, uh, he gets, I think he's so fucked up that he can't even like shoot himself up. Like yeah. I think he has to have the, the dealer do it. Yeah. Uh, and he starts to OD and everybody's all fucked up, but Slash's girlfriend is like, holy fuck. And starts giving him CPR, makes somebody call the paramedics. Like she had her shit together at least. Thank God. Yeah. Um, and he gets loaded into an ambulance and rushed to the hospital. On the way there, the paramedic, like, fucking Pulp Fiction style, mm-hmm. pops him in the heart with adrenaline twice. Yeah. And he comes back. Yeah. But in the meantime, everybody's like, he's dead. Like, Because he, he was died. already pronounced dead officially. He, yeah, he was pronounced yeah. dead. And they were, like, f- doing full-blown CPR. Like, paramedics yeah. were like, ugh. And... Everybody was like, oh, my God, he's dead, like, that he was with. Um, So the word gets around. His bandmates start finding out that he's dead. Everybody's like, what the fuck? He's at the hospital. He makes it, wakes up the next day, checks himself. I don't even think he checked out of the fucking hospital. He just, like, ripped all the tubes and stuff out of his arm. Put his pants on. Put his pants on and left. Yeah. Found found some groupies who were, like, who had spent the night in the um, parking lot and – knocked on their window because they thought he was dead and they're all crying and and he's like can I get a ride home <laughs> and they're just like what the fuck oh my god yeah so they'd like drive him home and then he goes home he shoots the biggest fucking load of heroin he's ever done in his life and he's fine oh my god yeah that's when you should I don't even know if that's rock bottom because if you can't even see it and you're still alive are you really at rock bottom I don't know. No. Is it rock bottom like when you turn it around? Like, I mean, dying wasn't even rock bottom for him. That's what what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. He lived. He was like, oh, cool. I'm still alive. I'm going to do some more heroin. Yeah. Like that's so far gone that I don't even – it's one of the worst stories I think I've ever heard. It's pretty bad. Uh, Oh, my God. He probably woke up feeling like such shit. Yeah. And like needed to do, you know, like I you don't gotta, know. You got to get back on that white horse. So yeah. he, I think everybody was like, oh my God, this is unacceptable. And I think he finally did realize after coming down from that, this huge, massive dose of heroin yeah. that he uh, needed to go into treatment. And he did. And uh, after that, Everybody went to treatment because yeah. it scared the shit out of them. They all thought he had died. So they were like, this is so real. Yeah. And I don't think anybody really had realized how bad his heroin addiction had gotten. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, they, they all, they were, they, all all, they were all a mess and they were like, oh my God, we need to, we need help. So yeah. they all, they all stayed sober for a while, actually, for a couple of years collectively. Yeah. They made their, be- they made their best album, Dr. Feelgood. Mm-hmm. Uh, their best like uh billboard charting album it most commercially at, successful yeah. yeah number one so and it has a lot of good songs on it and like that it was like they were they were having their moment yep they 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 were sober yeah imagine that but, um yeah but then they all started by the early 90s they all just kind of slid right back into drinking and drugging yeah um, and then from there, they started getting wild again. They started fighting. Um, obviously, that's what happens when everybody is all fucked up. Yeah. 
nobody can think straight. Everybody's pissed. And well, and I think they all got mad at Vince, right? Because he he technically fell off the wagon first. Yeah, and I think they got really upset at that. A lot of animosity there. So, but yeah. you know what? Everybody was just a mess. So, and instead of supporting him, he's like their friend. They all just like turned on him, which yeah. is fucked up. They were all just a total and complete mess. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. I mean, when they were all, they were literally in their early 20s when they started this band in 1981. I think Tommy was 18, like, or 19. So it's like none of them had the, had any kind of coping tools. They were, they were stuck in their early 20s, like forever, emotionally, mentally, and just couldn't deal with anything so that's what happens when you do too many drugs when your brain's still developing and you start killing off all the brain cells it just stunts yeah. it <laughs> and, then and then all and Peter all Pan your ex- mind and all your experiences are like reinforced by your like quote-unquote good times so you yeah, want to yeah. keep that going so yeah. um and i don't doubt that they weren't weren't having fun but then it started to become not fun and then yeah, yeah so they didn't know how to deal with that um and it's just a vicious cycle. So mm. Vince Neal eventually got booted out and he went solo. He, uh, I think, straightened up a little bit, but he did the song, You're Invited But Your Friends Can't Come. Yeah. You know that song? I that's love a that good song. one. Yeah, it's, a it's good really one. good. Um, and that's like, er, this is early 90s. I think he like had a, he had a kid. Like everybody started like getting married and doing their weird stuff. Um, yeah. But then... Uh, yeah, Vince's daughter died in 1995 from yeah. from cancer, which is really sad. So and sad. he was in in a bad place again. But eventually, uh, Motley Crue they had kind of moved on, and um, they like they replaced they did, him. They replaced him with another lead singer from another band who fucking sucked. It was Dude. so weird, and the fans hated it. Hated it. Um, which you can't do that. I feel like. You know, it's one thing, I guess, for, like, Queen to replace Freddie Mercury 30 years later with, like, Adam Lambert. It's still disgusting. Like, I'm like, no, no. why? Don't do that. But at least, it, I mean, Freddie's dead and, like, they're trying to keep the music alive. I'm like, okay. But it's like, when the band is still alive and it's like, yeah, they're it's, just being dicks. It's like what what happened with Van Halen. Yeah. They replaced uh, – David Lee Roth. David, David Lee Roth with uh, Sammy Hagar. Yeah. And like they kept going, but it was like, I don't Ew. know. It's like sad. And it's like, yeah. People don't like Sammy Hagar. I know. And then, so weird. Yeah. It's like, what What are you doing making these like basic bitch songs? Yeah. Fucking yeah. get Van Halen back together with David Lee Roth. I know. Well. <sighs> Anyway, so well, everybody hated it. <laughs> they tried to they tried to put out a new album with this new lead singer, <laughs> and it sucked. Did not do well. Um, so then they got a new manager, and the manager convinced them to get Vince back on yeah. board after his like a five year absence. Yeah. Um, and they they all got back together. Their first album back together sucked, though. <laughs> But they blame that on their their record label, Elektra, um, and they managed to leave Elektra with the rights to their own music and masters, which is super rare. Dude. That nobody gets that. It doesn't no. happen. 
I don't uh, even know who else has been able to do that. The Beatles haven't even been able to. Like, no. The Beatles don't own their records. Uh, CCR, like, it has had a really bad history with that. John Fogarty, like, doesn't own any songs he's written. It's crazy. Yeah, they, they, I don't know how they ma- managed to maintain control of their own content, but it's pretty remarkable that they were able to. And to they do make that. money off that shit still. Cause like a lot exactly. of their songs are used in movies still. And like, oh, yeah. like if you think about any kind of music that needs to be licensed, yeah, they, they directly get paid. Right. To them, their own bank accounts, not through a record label, and then yeah. they get a percentage of it. It is directly yeah. to them anytime their music is used. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Amazing. It's pretty big. That's a big deal. Um, I don't know how they managed to do that. Dude, I know. I'm like, is it, was this an accident? Because I don't think they were that savvy. <laughs> but I think maybe they were to some degree that they never, I don't know. Maybe when they sobered up, they were like actual, you know, I've, later, later or on. Or they just like, had a really good entertainment yeah, lawyer. I don't yeah, know. True. And manager. But yeah, they, they had a, this was all a very rough time. Uh, they were not, there weren't coming back really from this yeah. um they all started having their individual problems i i i mean nikki six was a mess um still yeah. i don't know i think he'd like sobered up vince neal's like da- baby daughter had died so he was a mess still and tommy lee was getting in trouble for spousal abuse um he went to prison yeah he did um and it's just the and mick mars had he has like, like a, a rare uh, degenerative bone disease uh, yeah. of the spine and hips, and he's had it since he was like a, a teenager. Like he was diagnosed when I think he was seventeen, yeah. but that made it. It's very painful. So he was he like went through a very bad uh, episode where he just was like a recluse and yeah. was not doing well. So he was doing a lot of drugs to like numb the pain. And, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everybody is just a mess. Yeah. So this is like around like l- like m- late mid to late nineties. This yeah. is all starting. It this all just falls apart. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a bad time. But then, in the but early two thousands, something happened. <laughs> something happened. Uh. Uh. They pro- they probably wanted to make a little bit more money. And they got together and wrote a tell-all book. And I, like, in 2001 it came out. I remember reading this circle, like, 2002, 2003, which was mm-hmm. also coincided with uh, my, like, groupie phase. Because um, I was, like, super <laughs> into all this stuff. And I just remember, like, one, how disgusting their apartment was, which we talked about. Like, it was so disgusting. And then, two, how they spoke of and treated women. Because mm. they had nicknamed uh, Tommy's girlfriend at the time when they were, like, really, really young living in that gross apartment. Um, and this is all in the book that came out. Uh, they had nicknamed her Bullwinkle because I guess she was, like, maybe bigger and, like, not cute, which is so rude. And, like, Vince was trying to break her up. Uh, Vince was like, oh, Tommy, you should, like, break up with her. There's so many hotter chicks. And you can get, like such hotter chicks but tommy wouldn't break up with her because he he could this is alleged i i don't know how true this is but he could make her come across the room gross like like squirt i guess i mean not gross that people yeah. can do that but like that that's is the not reason, reason they're staying together they're it's so, so weird. fucking gross they're, they're so disgusting. fucking gross and then the other thing was 
they would this again uh, uh, the the way they describe the women in this book is really like uh, pretty upsetting and it just makes i like should not have read that book at that time in my life too because it made me like think everyone was just talking shit about me like all the dudes behind my back but but uh they would they would fuck quote unquote fat chicks i I, paraphrasing for things like getting to drive their cars like tommy lee once fucked a woman because she had a cool car and he wanted to drive it Mm -hmm. and it's like i mean uh, the way that would be fine if it, if they weren't talking so awful about these women and like describing them as being so grotesque and stuff and it's like yeah. these are just women that were like enamored with the music and really loved the attention from these like rock gods at the time you know like that they were super into it's just kind of sad it's it, they're disgusting these they're these disgusting. fucking guys are disgusting yeah but then uh, but then come to find out yesterday we were doing the research and talking about how things connect back to earlier episodes the guy who like co-wrote this book with them their tell-all uh, yeah their tell-all what's the name of it uh oh fuck um the dirt oh the dirt that's what it's called it's like a motley crew tell-all and they all have their own like chapters throughout like telling stories and stuff um it was co-written by Neil Strauss, who we talked about in the Pickup Artist uh, episode because he wrote under a pseudonym a book about pickup artistry and becoming like the – it's called The Game. We talked mm-hmm. about this We've in that We've talked episode. about this, yeah. Oh, my God. And I was like, no it's fucking wonder. It's all coming full circle. Because pickup artists want to be rock stars, but they don't have the musical abilities. So, you know, this piece of shit guy, like, got his way in there and probably loved all the attention he got. And it's just disgusting. It was and such a it was such a gross symbiotic relationship for them to write this book with this guy. Yeah. So uh, gross. But it makes it, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. They were trying to stay relevant. This guy is just, like, such a fucking nerd trying to figure out how to be a rock star. I don't know. Just and all. like pickup artistry is influenced directly from like this era and this type of music. I feel yep. like the mm-hmm. hair, the like flashiness, the leather, the weird hats. Like I feel like it's all like so interwoven into each other. Oh yeah. This is like the prototype for what they are trying to go for. Like in yeah. terms of their aesthetic to attract women. Uh, it's laughable. It's so gross. Uh, but yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to our episode about pickup artists. Oh my god, that's a good a good resource. Um, but yeah, this this tell all really got them all back together. Yeah, got them back into the the main spotlight again. Well, it's like, I oh, guess. look, we can make money. Pe- like, oh, look, we're kind of relevant. And people yeah. want us to, like, perform for them. So People were, like, kind of horrified, though, I think, by this book. <laughs> Dude. Which is, like, what it is. It's It's gross. so bad. It's, it's so bad. gross. I don't think I, I even finished it ever. Because you're now, like, ew. <laughs> just all the stuff about the house and, like, how, how they were, like, I feel like they were, like, fucking ladies to, like, get their rent paid and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was... It was rough. Yeah, it was it was a gross And then talking time. shit about them and being really mean. I know. It's so it's so icky. Yeah. Um but yeah, this got them to all like reunite and then they went on tour together in two thousand five 
and they've been back together and they so they've had multiple tours since then yeah um and they've been back together ever since they retired in 2015 uh, like officially though so i mean who knows who knows but they're not looking that good no, uh, <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> I woof is again the theme of this show. I I don't understand. Okay, so we're gonna wrap this up in a little bit, but yeah. this is my one of my final thoughts and feelings uh, about this is I don't understand how these guys are still alive. Like I don't get it. I I feel like I was like texting with you. I was like I can't yeah. I can't learn any more about these fucking people anymore they're so it's making me feel gross yeah and i just don't understand how they're still alive i feel like they pickled themselves or something like it's so they've like disgusting they've legit like all of the alcohol has like somehow preserved like a formaldehyde i i (laughs) call this the keith richards effect yes um because if you do enough drugs and drink enough you bypass the health you somehow bypass all the negative health um, mm. effects that will happen to you and you you enter this sweet spot of pickledness. Yeah. Um, and you look like shit but somehow you're still alive. It's a death becomes her situation. It's death becomes her. <laughs> it is uh, gross. It's like the perfect mix of cigarettes, Jack Daniels, heroin. Uh, yeah. They should be doing experiments on these dudes. I think so. I But the fact that all four of them are still alive. Yeah. Um, I mean – What's his name? Uh, does have a degenerative disease, but that was before all of this. But he kind of like bounced back from it because he, yeah, he like did. stopped doing drugs, and then his manager like really cared about him as a human and was like, "Let's yeah. get you some help." And they like he does like therapy and things. I think so. Yeah. Hopefully it helps, but I don't know. They're they're unrecognizable. If you, oh god, I, this is I like Vince Neil for me was like super hot right when they first started and then you could see with like every subsequent like tour he looked a little more like sweaty and bloated yeah and like i don't know uh, he's been somewhat unrecognizable since the early 90s but like he looks how i would imagine you know the movie my girl like yeah if thomas J would have survived the The beehive (laughs) yeah in my girl like he would have been like all puffy and probably like and like shiny because you know how your skin oh gets like God. really but except but like but also thomas J. if he was an adult with long ass blonde hair who wears like a lot of zebra print and mascara <laughs> that's that's what vince okay. neil looks like yeah mm, I, I can see it <laughs> jesus fuck <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, in their day, they were, like, good-looking dudes, but, yeah, like, it it was, like, such a gradual decline after each tour. It was just, like, they were more and more pickled Dude, more and more pickled and, like, stop, like, stop dyeing your hair jet black. Mm. It, it is jarring. Like, it's too black. Yeah, it's obviously fake. It's It's not real. It's obviously fake, and, like... Also, that goes for your goatee. You mm. cannot just ferment the shit out of your face and hope to look young. You, it's there's something about like you need to embrace age at some point, and this yeah. goes for everyone because you look weird and it is scary. I mean, do whatever you want, but like realize that it's not looking genuine. <laughs> well, like, but like maybe black isn't a great color anymore. Maybe once black you're is- like. 
Yeah, maybe yeah. black is not the color when you're really pasty and bloated. Dude, go, you got to get good. No, it is not good. It is very sickly. And they all look like vampires, like scary mm. pickup artist vampires. Yeah. <laughs> it's really it's really bad. They just yeah, they haven't aged well. It's really sad. I mean, this is what happens when yeah. you just like go really fucking hard for two decades really of life and don't slow down don't take care of yourself and i like in the worst ways possible like yeah they just did everything so and also stop flat ironing your hair you're i want somebody to i want somebody to like photoshop what these guys look like without (gasps) all this hair oh my god i wish i had like with different hair with different yeah, like, hair. Well, like normal, like present day haircuts that yeah. are, you know, like tasteful salt and pepper, like which is where what stage of life yeah. they are yeah, in yeah. now, you know? Tommy, like, okay, definitely their pubes are gray at this point. Oh my God, yeah. Tommy Lee definitely has the best haircut of anyone, like mm-hmm. shape wise, but also the scariest face maybe. Mm. Um, and also, I I googled. Don't do this. T- Tommy eighteen. I mean Tommy Lee twenty eighteen. Uh, are you doing it? No, I'm checking. <laughs> My battery is about to die. Oh oh no! I googled Tommy Lee twenty eighteen, and he uh does not look great. Also, he's engaged, maybe already married to um a uh a fucking Vine star, which that went away a, a while ago. So I don't know what else this lady's been doing. Um, dude who which doesn't exist anymore she's so fucking young it's creep city and Ew. he looks he looks even like closer to death next to her like he looks like less human and more waxy and just like yeah. hard living and he's probably back on, on the bad drugs. stuff i think yeah. he's back on the bad stuff because i watched a video that you know like those cute little videos where it's like kids react and it's like the mute they would listen to music and it was kids reacting to motley Crue songs and he was he kept like he kept like licking his mouth, ew, and like ew. doing something weird. And I was like, "Is that a tick, or is he like on something?" Probably. I, I mean, I, yeah, your he brain waxy. His brain's probably all fucked up from all the drugs. I know. Probably I wires know. got crossed, and every time he blinks, his brain also like says to like lick his mouth or something. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. God, <laughs> they really. This is a cautionary tale for all you young kids out there yeah. who want to be. Uh, rock stars, sound, SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of what I would liken him to. Like uh, nowadays, like people, like Lil Yachty got started on Instagram, and it's yeah. like kind of this like you know gorilla style way of becoming famous. That's kind of like how they did it. And now he's like super famous doing fucking Gucci flip flops with Bad Baby. <laughs> and like they're gonna rock it to the top of the world and the cash me outside girl yeah cash me outside danielle bergoli yeah Gucci i hate that we flops I-, I fucking love that song i, I don't hate know. that we know about all this stuff but yeah whatever. what are you gonna do i don't care i like that song and i i don't apologize <laughs> be careful. don't don't be like motley crew you're gonna end up looking like tommy lee if you do yeah preserve yourself <laughs> but not by pickling it yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right. Party like a party like a rock star, age like a rock star. Oh, maybe not then. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm still making up for some some bad mistakes from my my 20s, so. 
My, the worst mistake I made was I was sober and I fell off a skateboard. And my hand hurts all the time still. Oh, so arthritis is plaguing yeah. you now. Mm. I think it's like arthritis slash a carpal tunnel. <laughs> and it's been compounded by the skateboard incident of 2013. Mm. All right. Well, well, that's all I got. Yeah. Thanks the, for listening. Uh, visit the and, website. You know, we set all that stuff up top. So up top, yeah. But yeah, follow just a self, reminder. Follow us on social meds. Get a friend so, to listen. Yeah. Um, subscribe on iTunes. Leave a leave a a review. We have two one star reviews now. <gasps> you've seen those. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ratings. when you're great, we've made hate. it. Yeah, Yeah, we've made it. Uh, Cool, man. Well, um, I'll uh, catch you later. Everybody, be excellent. Cash me outside. Cash me outside. How about that? Bye. (laughs) Bye. Oh, it's the cops.